What's up, everybody? Welcome to Spill on the Real. I'm Gigi. And I'm Tone. Um, we're back with a very, very important episode. As if you don't live under a rock, you know that the United States is in shambles yet again because another um, set of innocent black people were murdered um, at the hands of white supremacy. And we wanted to come and address some ways some examples and just um some experiences that you may relate to ones that you could apply to the future if you want to be an ally which you should and how you can kind of do this in the right way and how um we can spread awareness in the right way um so yeah i guess we should (laughs) i don't even know where to start (laughs) How about I can I can ask you some questions okay. that people might have. Okay. Um, so, to start, how can non-black people be allies? So, there's a lot of ways. So, a lot of non-black people, of course, are posting social media. Um, it's really important to share those same posts and um, keep up that energy with the people that you are close to that are black. Check on your black friends. Check on your black friends. This week and even like life in general is already exhausting as a black person, but when stuff like this is highlighted, of course we love seeing like action and movement, but the conversations are really exhausting because they haven't changed. And I think that it's really important to use your power as your powers and your privilege as a non-black person to help protect us like if you're at a protest like use your body we've seen on in videos of the protests and the demonstrations the police and the authorities will go after black people as soon as a white person steps in front they literally stop like all hands and all things get dropped and it should make you upset it should really make you upset even um in cases of like black women like if a black woman was to go up and protect a black man she would probably get grabbed by the neck or the hair like and pulled back but a white woman wouldn't get touched so if you can use your body and realize that you aren't a threat to them and we aren't either but we're seen as that and can really kind of dive into it head first I think that is a great way to um to help and um even speaking in terms of like where you live like small little actions calling out racism and anti-blackness when you see it so talking to your friends talking to your family members and when you hear comments see people share memes people non-black people that use the n-word like call them out it's not black people's job to do that it should be wrong initially and there's no excuse and from experience i know that myself as usually like the token black person for a lot of people I'm really cool. I'm really nice. And a lot of people in middle school and even high school would tell me like, oh, you're not, you're not like really black. Like, are you mixed? Are you half? 
And in middle school, I was young. I was coming from an elementary school that was way more black people, neighborhood with way more black people and more people that looked like me and wouldn't ask me shit like that. So it's just the tone deafness and the complete switch. So why don't let your black friends being nice to you make you feel comfortable? Like we're not your, we're not your white flag. We're not your safety to be racist and to be insensitive or to test out, test the waters of saying something offensive. Like we are not here to make you feel comfortable to do offensive stuff like that. Like read a room, read a book. Also educating yourselves. There are more than enough resources out there for you to do your own research. It's past like regular school curriculum, like that's only a touch. And you can even see it on social media. Um, I see stuff on Twitter and Instagram all the time that I know history, but I want to share it with people that may not know the history. Like it's out there and it's, it's tangible and it's really easy to reach if you just put forth the effort. And it's free. Like it's free to look up. Exactly. It's free. Like it's, it doesn't cost any money to be a good person and it really is not it's not black and white it's racism versus people who aren't racist and um yeah like going out even asking your black friends is not a bad idea like it's not offensive um it's not uncomfortable because I would prefer someone ask how to approach a certain subject that I have knowledge on, but they don't. I want to save as many people from sounding like idiots and just talking out of their butt about stuff that they think they know or things that they observed and have never even spoken to a black person in their life. Like, come on, let's, let's work together. Like we're smart and we can all take the power in our hands to make these atrocities never happen again. Like there is a foreseeable future in which racism doesn't exist. And it's just hard because a lot of people don't realize that America and the whole constitution, um, a lot, like the whole country was founded on racism and it operates on systems generated by racism. And once you know that, once you learn that, you can see it and point it out and help. Whew. Yes. <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> it's okay. You said what you had to say. It's who. Question number two. What are ways that non-black people can talk about race? So I want to start off by saying, I want to start off by answering this question by saying that if you already don't talk about these issues because you think that they're about politics. That doesn't even make sense. Like, redirect your focus. A black person is not something you vote on. We're people. This is a human rights issue, and this is a civil rights issue, and it should be important if you care about humanity at all. Um, you'll want to talk about this with your friends. Um I hate that the fact um, that the discussion of black lives being worth something in the first place is even up for discussion. Like, that sounds 
like a bunch of BS to me and it should sound ridiculous to you. Um, so start there. Like what is whatever's making you so uncomfortable. I think if you're not comfortable enough to bring that to the people you call family and the people you call friends, fix it. Um, fix your circle or fix the people that you be that you're around. Um, question them. If someone's saying like racial racial jokes or being insensitive or even joking about the protests. I've already seen a couple memes of white kids like kneeling on their white friends' backs like LOL, like police brutality. Like if you see that shit, like call it out. Call it out. And figure out where you stand. If people want to get defensive, if you're scared of ruining a dinner or a relationship or a friendship um, or a friendship like making things awkward then you're either on their side or they're part of the problem indecision is a decision yeah and silence and not talking about issues is complacency and you're benefiting white people have the option to stay silent and i think that is astronomically ridiculous because they started the problem like i said like this whole country is founded on the racism against black people by white people and by even white immigrants that come and have adopted those this anti-blackness and um and i say that because i want to separate black people from people of color because there's anti-blackness in the hispanic community and some people are even black hispanics which makes no sense um to be anti-black like those are your people still so in the latino community in the hispanic community in the asian community in the asian community in the uh middle eastern community um in every community almost besides our own and um yeah it has to stop that's the source and you should be if you're infuriated by this and you see that your energy is not being matched by the people that you're closest to then start there and ask them why they aren't upset and why they think that there's um any rationale to what has been happening to black people for since we got here (laughs) since we were dragged here on a boat so um ask them about that uh and ask why like i know a lot of people are kind of like doesn't affect me personally but i like am doing things behind the scenes okay that's great but if you're not doing yeah you don't have to prove to anybody anything but like Share that information so people like you can do the same thing. Like, wouldn't you want all your homegirls to be, like, anti-black? Wouldn't you want your family to be anti-black? Like, it's about being a good person and really questioning your morals and your ethics and where you stand in terms of your own race and how you feel you match up to other American citizens, if you think you're actually equal, if you think that we're actually equal, um, ask why it's not being put like that. And it may not be anything that you've experienced personally, 
um, or seen or noticed personally, but it happens. Um, if you have black friends, like, ask them how to approach the situation also, um, how to bring it up to people that aren't black and don't know, um, what the right terms are, um, don't say colored people, that is offensive, uh, (laughs) stop being uncomfortable calling black people black people, um, we fought for that name as opposed to being called, like, niggers and negroes, and, um, just, yeah, I feel like those are the basics and the fundamentals. Question yourself first and ask and see if you're the people that you surround yourself with have those same questions. And if they don't, then. Loud and clear. Yeah, that's that's an answer in itself. <laughs> OK, question number three. Why is it so much more important to be anti-racist than non-racist? So being non-racist um, Anybody can claim that they're not a racist, but the people who get defensive and say, like, well, I'm not racist, are usually racist, um, without knowing, and it just takes, um, educating yourself with the right resources, and being able to, being, not even being able to, being willing to use yourself as a shield to protect the lives of people that are being discriminated against, um, people that are being murdered, people, and using your voice and your privilege in ways that black people can't or do and don't get heard. Um, So um, being anti-racist is really just putting your money where your mouth is and living by that rule and being willing to kind of risk your comfortability in your lifestyle changing because um a lot of those tough conversations are going to be had with the people closest to you um and you should be able to have those conversations yeah jesus (laughs) motorcycles Um, (laughs) yeah but exactly like you need to have those conversations and you need to be willing to understand why you are fighting for this and understand why this is a fight in the first place and um join the movement putting yourself on the front lines um where people of color really um people of color and black people are really um fighting and dying and um it's all for the greater good just like once black lives matter and they do and once that's a public thing society the united states as a whole can dive out of this freaking 18th century mindset mindset and laws like cops are cops were created from people that hunted down they were hunted by runaway or they would hunt down runaway slaves and return them to their masters you can even see it on the badge you can go and google that yourself and a lot of people want to deny that um understanding that you can be anti-racist as uh well as a lot of people make generalizations about the police um you can be anti-racist and work for the police as long as you realize that the system is corrupt and it's against black people black and brown people um i've heard in interviews before (laughs) it's 
it's not um, made up and we're the scapegoat for quotas and for corrupt people that really want to test the limits of their power and being able to call that out when people try to justify the criminal justice system and the government and tell you that like fair is fair and if they just followed the laws like anybody that gives you an excuse block but what about block let me play devil's advocate block but my cousin block block i have a black friend block Block. (laughs) my boyfriend's black block Block. (laughs) my cousin block block Block. because um you can be surrounded by us and indulge in the culture we don't get a card for like saying the n-word we don't get a card for doing box braids and i see a lot of like white girls doing it yeah and it's a cultural thing yeah they don't understand the significance and it's rooted in a lot of things that black people had to get rid of when they were dragged here to this country and along with the realization that slavery is the biggest bs in the world and that black people were like we were damaged we were stolen we were mistreated and then we were made the enemy for no reason like the like that doesn't make sense either but it's just realizing that things are wrong and wanting to change them and making the steps to change them small or big um every conversation helps every call out helps every share helps um and you know just affirming that you're not ashamed to speak be, up. to speak up to be different from people around you and that you want to see change change that doesn't only benefit you and the people that look like you but benefit all of us you know we're all in this together at the end of the day and you might be thinking like well i'm not going to speak up because other people will do it well a billion other people have that mindset and why do you think nothing happens yeah exactly same thing with voting like all of us in our younger generation don't vote because we're like oh no they'll vote yeah and we all have that mindset and then guess who votes the racist people exactly the old racist people with those mindsets of the 60s the 50s the 40s um and even like the mindsets that's that have carried on from people being racist during like civil rights movement like that stuff is generational and if you claim that you're this and that then you wouldn't want to put things into the world put people into the world that exude those same beliefs in that same mindset so yeah i feel like that answers it pretty good yeah yeah be anti-racist be anti-racist be anti not non yeah take the it's more than just saying that you're not racist prove it anti is acting on it yes show it be about it say with your chest period question number four how can people our age be more media literate so um because we are in the age of information and we are in like a not even news just like 
an information overload all the time. People on Twitter, um, there's not too much fact-checking going on. Um, or at least the fact-checking isn't happening in the news. It's happening on social media where people are at these events and um, doing the research and doing the work and reporting, like, the false, the false, um, the false things that are out and being talked about and deterring people's focus. So I personally pull from all news sources. Um, I only watch Fox News to make myself upset, which sounds bad, but all they do is gaslight. I try to, like, give not even the benefit of the doubt, but I use conservative outtakes to kind of not be the one person that is... Because I don't want to be the person that I'm trying to help. I don't want to be the one-sided listener. I don't want to be the person who only listens to, you know, liberal news. Because sometimes they be tripping too. So I think that it's all about um, how people phrase things. You'll see a lot. Just read the headline. Read the headline and you'll be able to tell what kind of information you're going to get about these about this information and how the people that work at the um, at the outlet, how they're going to talk about it. So you'll see if it's left, right, middle, um, or if it's even like far left and far right. Um, so I would pull from everywhere, go on social media and look up keywords to see if anybody else is talking about it. Look through the conversations. Um, because everybody's kind of a journalist right now or trying to be, um, especially with uh, pictures and kind of sharing live um, live information from all of these events. Um, look at those. Look at those and along with staying up to date with current news uh, from all aspects. I listen to CNN, MS, MSNBC. Um, I listen to or I read Vice, uh, I read, or I listen to BBC, New York Times, um, Complex Media, yeah, Complex, sometimes Complex be tripping too, though, yeah, but, yeah, sometimes, um, just pay attention to, like, the source itself, yeah, and where they stand, yeah, and that'll tell you what narrative they're gonna give a majority of the time, yeah, and, once you figure that out, I think it's still helpful to read just so you can get the two ends of the story and try to draw as much truth from it as possible. It sucks that there's so many sides to a story, especially if you're not there. But if you are there, try, um, please, please type, tweet, Instagram the truth. Let people know so people can spread and share and also helping um Helping and being an ally and being anti-racist is sharing and getting the right information or the closest to the truth um, version of information out there and really standing by that. So, yeah, you're going to see everything from everywhere, either people critiquing or people agreeing. So read all of it um, and deduce your own deduce your own conclusions. Um, as much as that sucks, and I know the news is supposed to help us with that, um, there's just a lot of information. To, the news is very corrupt. Yeah. It's also, like... Organized. Very organized, and someone always works for someone else. Fact. At the end of the day, someone owns that, and the chances of them being black is 
none. So just remember that. Remember that too. How they talk about us and how they see the protests and the movement as a whole. Um, I would draw your conclusions from whether or not you want to listen or read or follow up with um, that same outlet. But give yourself a lot of options because there's a lot of stuff going on everywhere and um, it's really hard to just find one source for all of it. And the majority of the time you won't. Yeah. You won't find just one source, but you can control what you see on your timeline by what, by what you choose to follow. Mm-hmm. And I think that is very important. Like, we just choose to follow all of these outlets. And, like, although, like, the, the intention might be to be informed, mm-hmm. they could be giving you the wrong information. Yeah. So, like you said, it's important to know where that information is coming from, who it's coming from, and what narrative they're trying to give. Yeah. So. Yeah. Next question. What are the red flags in these type of discussions? So, as we we said them earlier, um, kind of the uh, the deflectors are, but, um, however, um, what about anything that starts with that in response to um, either a fact or um, a real? Um, what am I trying to say? Someone like, expressing their anger. Yeah. If someone's giving you um, any sort of pushback and then trying to make any sort of excuse, um, that's a red flag. Um, if people can't help but deflect and deflect and um, keep trying to change, like, the narrative, like, what people are focusing on, what people should be focusing on, like, the people who are more focused on the destruction of public property, those people are part of the problem. Like, this nation needs to be rebuilt, it's broken, and it's never been fixed, so I think that a few buildings getting burned should happen for anything to actually change. For people to take it seriously, we can't just sit back and talk peaceful protest Kaepernick was kneeling and people weren't even happy with that people weren't satisfied with that so yeah, now we clowned him for it yeah like you clown him for it he lost his job and like now people are actually upset and I don't understand like if two plus two is four then why the heck are you guys mad about this like it just it doesn't make sense and also anybody that's telling people telling black people how to react or how to feel and i understand but shut the fuck up shut the fuck up because um, <laughs> you're wrong first of all you're wrong second of all you're wrong and third of all you're racist and you're defending something that is either a myth blue lives matter is a myth you chose to be a police officer um that doesn't go how can you put that over the lives that you're supposed to be protecting what did you sign up for the job for Think about that. Um, what else? I don't know. 
anything that stops you or tries to go back and forth or makes you feel guilty for expressing yeah. how you feel in general like needs to, that's the biggest red flag yeah is somebody who doesn't validate how you feel about it if someone's trying to guilt trip you more than they're guilt tripping the murderers in this situation red flag if they're mad about the riots and not about the murder red flag <laughs> if they're talking about people losing their jobs a company is still a company without a building so that argument is out the window also and if they're more worried about a haircut than this movement in general like red flag red flag so many red flags but a billion red flags a billion red flags and a billion people giving those red flags so um you'll hear them you'll see them and you can tell by the rhetoric that people use if they actually care or they're trying to gaslight or they're trying to start an argument or they're trying to play devil's advocate oh my god i hate when people use that i hate when people use that it's probably the most cringeworthy thing and the people that i know that use that um especially from like syracuse syracuse is the capital of the devil's advocate they all come there to play devil's advocate it's ridiculous and um yeah, I'm calling you out, and you know who you are, so do better. Do better. Um, I'm going to pray for you. So, um, yeah. I'm proud of you. Thanks, dude. Because that's a lot. It's a lot. All right, last question. Is there anything else you wanted to mention um, that the people need to hear? Just if you are white. And you think that um, any of what we're saying is relevant to you or important or you've even, like, committed any of the terrible things that people have done to, like, their friends um, or other black people that they know um, or have, like, said the N-word, have, like, not stopped people from saying racist things. Um, there's always time to change. The real issue comes when you stop listening and when you stop, um, when you stop caring and start, stop using your privilege because it is a real thing. White privilege is a real thing. And I think once people realize that, um, and how much it weighs into society, oh my God, my glasses are fogging up. It's just, it'll click. And it should click. And if it doesn't for you, then you have to do more research and you have to get angrier. You have to find what's going to make you upset, which all of this should. And if you think you're putting in too much effort to make yourself upset and someone's trying to convince you otherwise, they are wrong. They are racist and they're benefiting from the oppression, from the oppression of black people and people of color. And they're comfortable with white supremacy. And that's just what it is. Um, My parents are older um they grew up in the 50s and 60s my mom is from texas and she used to think that my grandpa was really mean because he used to make them drive from texas to new york with none of my mom um or my mom's siblings being able to get out the car so it's like 1958 through probably like 63 They're trying to, you know, get from one place to another and not knowing why they can't get out to go to the bathroom because they're terrified of being lynched. And 
she didn't realize that when she was a kid that, you know, you get stuck somewhere. They got stuck in Indiana one time on their road trip. And obviously, I don't know much about Indiana, but Michael Jackson's from there. And I'm pretty sure the town that he's from, there's probably a lot of white people, and a lot of white racist people. And they got stuck there in the snow and had to stay there in the morning until it stopped snowing. And my grandpa had to shovel them out themselves because no white people wanted to help. My parents have lived through civil rights. They've lived through segregation and they know people that have, it's really close to home. Um, and people don't get that. The KKK is still really active. Um, I know it out here. I know it out here. Only like two, probably two, three miles away is really rural and people got a lot of time to talk a lot of shit. So there's that. Um, and do you want to hear something really fucked up? Mm. <laughs> so one time I was at a friend's house and her and two of um, these other girls that um, said that they were my friends, they had like, they got Wingstop and um, they put the bags on their heads and took a picture and said that they're at a KKK meeting and I'm oh. the only one without a bag. You don't have to say right now, but you're going to tell me after. Do I know them? Yeah. Yeah, no. So just tone deaf stuff like that happens every day. And especially happens to your token black friends. And it shouldn't be up to us to tell you that that's wrong. You should just not want to do stuff like that. So take it from me and her. Clearly we're starkly different john is white i'm black we've grown up really different but we've been best friends since day one and it's the fact that like we have this dynamic to where i don't 100 percent fully understand things but i have the dynamic with her where i can ask and i feel comfortable to ask and i think that if you don't have this dynamic with your friends then you need new friends like and if you can't like pick up your phone right now and text your friends or even, like, if they're not texting you, because you shouldn't have to be the one to, like, reach out to people and be like, hey, give a fuck about me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you shouldn't have to do that. She never once asked me to do that. And I think the willingness to be curious is the difference between me and most. Yeah. And Especially, like, yeah. it's really important to understand and when being or trying to be anti-racist, don't post things, don't retweet things if you're looking for a pat on the back white people and non-black people of color need to realize that you don't deserve any praise for supporting what's right you should just already want to support what's right like you don't get praise for just being human yeah and supporting other human yeah you should want to do that. And I don't expect praise ever. It's just like the basic, that's a basic thing that sh- people should be doing. Yeah. And there's a lot of performative things going on on Instagram right now, like such as being tagged in stories. And I get it. Like the intent is there, but also it, it comes off very performative. It's not helpful. I don't want to be tagged. I don't want, we don't want a challenge. Or we chains just, or like, like yeah. <laughs> we want, we just want help. We want change. We want help. We want you to spread the word and we want you to be there with us if not physically then emotionally emotionally feel this movement it affects everyone it's more than just black people this is the 
fate of our future. This is a fate that our generation is going to bring kids into and grow into. And just what do you want that for? Do you want that for yourself? Do you want to live in a world like this? I don't want to have to live in a world where I have to explain to my kids three minutes after they're born that someone hates them because of what they look like, but they don't really have like a reason. Like, I don't want to have to practice with my kids how to put their hands up just in case they get pulled up by police. Or how to breathe when there's a knee on their neck. Like, like, that's just heartbreaking. If that doesn't affect you, then you need God, first of all. Yeah. You need something and you need like really think about this. I really think that it's good that we came to talk about this and that showing I think showing our dynamic and you being comfortable and asking me questions that you're unsure about because you're white and you don't live a black life. I think that that's super positive and I think that once we learn how to communicate effectively like this that's when change happens change happens and things might burn down but if we can agree to burn the same thing down we can agree to build the same thing up period wow (laughs) and that's on what friendship (laughs) (laughs) okay well this was hard i'm gonna go cry for a few hours um i'm tone i'm Gigi. And this has been Spill on the Real. And we love you. We need you. Do better. Yes. Do your homework. Reach out to your friends. If you can't reach out, get new friends. Period.